Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by entrepreneur, fitness and lifestyle coach, Geordie Shaw OG, James Tyndale. <laughs> Welcome yes. to the Waffle Shop. Thanks for having us, man. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> we tried this once, and uh, technical difficulties, but you're back for round two. So I know. I appreciate it. Do, you know <laughs> Do you know what? I enjoyed the conversation that much last time. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I feel like everyone needs to hear what we waffled on about because it it's was true. good crap. Honestly, it set my day up. It yeah. really did. Even today, even now, like I was literally like buzzing from it. It was like I was back in the gym. I was like journaling. Like, yeah, I had a really good day. So I was like, do you know what? Yeah, it has to happen. So it does. Do you know what? It's always the people you surround yourself affects your mood so much. So if you're around a bunch of motivated people everyone's giving off good vibes and buzzing off each other and like excited and happy for each other you're going to continue to have an amazing day but if you're around people who are like bloody fun leeches and you're they're sucking the life out of everything and you're on a right downer then it would be like well i'm never speaking to them again may completely agree it's like that saying isn't it it's like if you surround yourself with like nine millionaires you'll become the tenth I'm a yeah. big believer in if you surround yourself by like nine negative people, you will become the tenth. I just don't even surround myself with people who are negative anymore. Like even like people who have been friends for years, or even like certain family members and stuff. If I don't feel like they're on like the same wavelength as me or positive conversations, like if people just want to sit around and flag off other people and talk about things that happened 10, 15 years ago, I'm just not interested by it. Well, who does it benefit? It's a massive no one, waste of time, yeah. energy. And it's like, if you've got 15, 20 minutes to kind of give someone a hard time or go down that negative route, 
you've got 15, 20 minutes that you can kind of do something and invest in yourself. Yeah, yeah. You never get that time back. No. I've done that loads of times. <laughs> I've been somewhere and I went, well, there's an hour of my life gone. I'll never get back. And what have I gained from it? Absolutely nothing. If anything, I'm in a bad mood now. <laughs> a headache. Gained a headache. To be fair, it actually feeds quite nicely into how I start each one of the shows. It's something called the Weekly Waffle, which quite frankly is something that's pissed me off that once I've spoken about it, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Now, when we first got up, it was the comfort zones. We had a really good conversation. But this one has kind of come again, like in the journaling um, that I'm doing at night. And I think you're quite a good person to talk to about this because of your own personal journey, as well as obviously the advice and like the clients and stuff that you're working with now. Um, but what's really kind of wound me up recently is we seem to massively undervalue ourselves or like yeah. we downplay like our achievements or we can't take compliments. And I'm just like, why are we doing that? Because if that was a friend downplaying what they'd achieved or something great that had happened to them, you would be shouting it from the rooftops. But yet when it comes to our own person, um, we just completely disregard it. Do you know what I think this has got a lot to do with? I think a lot of it is social media and this like facade of like how everyone's doing absolutely amazing in life. No one's got any worries. Everyone's a multimillionaire and the businesses are thriving. So you'll often compare yourself to things that you see and go, well, do you know what? I'm quite happy. I'm doing all right. But then look what they're doing. Like if I could just be that bit better, oh, well, I, I want to have a, a G wagon or I, I want to be uh, on holiday every month. Like, even if you're doing very well, you'll compare yourself to people who you yeah. think are doing better when ne not necessarily they are. Do you know what? It's a really interesting one because obviously I'm not from the world that you're in of like TV and stuff. However, sometimes I would look at maybe like your Instagram and think, oh, I wish I had that. Like, I'm comparing myself. It's yeah. interesting to kind of hear you say it because I imagine there's a lot of people that would kind of look at you as almost like a role model kind of thing. Yeah. So is it safe to say, like, do you do that as well with other people? Um, I, do you know what? Because I've been around that long. Like, I've learned <laughs> not to compare yourself with other people. Like, I compare myself to myself. So, like, uh, if I'm having a shit day or something, I'm thinking, oh, do you know what? I'm not really where I want to be just yet. Then I'll just look back at where I was a couple of years ago or whatever, and I'll go, do you know what? Actually, I'm in a good place. Um, but it is so easy to compare things and... Sometimes, well, I've just been in Dubai for the last eight months and everyone I've spoken to since I've got back has been like, oh, man, that was absolutely amazing. Like, I'm so jealous of this and that. And like, I feel like I'm almost like being a bit negative because I'm like, yeah, it was all right, you know, but it wasn't like as good as you'd think it would be. And I'll like list reasons why or because I'm, I love being around family and friends. Like, that was one thing I massively missed about being away, like not being able to just jump in the car and drive 10, 15 minutes and see the family or see friends that I've been with for years. And, but to some people, they, they don't see that. They see us going to a beach club or they see us going to, well, every, you can't take a bad photo in Dubai. Everything looks incredible. But I was saying, like, honestly, you see the photo, but on the other end of the camera, I'm literally going, that looks nice. And that's it. <laughs> Like you know what, it's you, a powerful mindset to have though. And I really appreciate you kind of like kind of opening up about that because it, it is, isn't it? You like you just assume that everyone's kind of perfect. 
yeah we're all feeling the i say it quite a lot but this is why i love this podcast so much because you know i've had pop stars i've had athletes i've had like tv personalities all pretty much say the same thing about like their emotions like whether it's anxiety anger comparison and I'm just, it just proves like regardless of whether you're Grammy award winning or whether you've got, you're a millionaire, you've got Olympic gold medals, regardless, we're all feeling exactly the same emotions. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the last episode that just went out on Jory Shaw. It was the one where I was talking about like going through my dad's death and stuff. Yeah. And I remember at the time I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to talk about this, but then it got to a point where couldn't not because that was my emotions at the time and they, they managed to capture that on camera and I kind of broke down and said everything that happened and I remember it was coming out and I was a bit like oh I hope no one's like funny with us about it like because I was like as a bloke you don't like feeling too vulnerable and you don't like showing like a soft side here you want to be kind of like I'm the man like this is what I am strong whatever but then since it's actually aired the amount of messages that I've had, I'm talking thousands of messages, comments, everything, just all positive and all people who have either been through the same situation, given me advice, or people who have just recently went through that situation of losing someone they love to. So it's actually been really, really valuable. And like speaking about this, I don't know why I was ever worried in the first place because it just shows that I'm a real person and then like other people going through the same thing that they're not alone going through that. They're not the only person. I know, I remember at the time I was like the lowest I've ever been. And I was like, why me? Like, why is this going to happen to me? And I felt like my luck was just right down. But if someone else is going through that now, feeling that way, feeling so low, if they can see someone that they've grew up with watching on TV, who they think is like, got everything going through exactly the same thing, then for me, that is like, it's the best part of doing what I've done. Mate, I feel like I wanted to clap. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, firstly, thank you for sharing it. But it's, you know, I I said it to you before, it was was one of the most powerful things that I've seen on TV in quite a while. Like to see someone that, you know, we have grown up watching you on TV, you know, from being like a young lad to now, like the man that you've kind of become share such a raw and kind of vulnerable kind of side yeah. to you it was incredible mate and it was inspiring and it just kind of proves again we're all going through this but mate props to you because yeah. it, they kind of been easy and I imagine there's days and it's still you know it's going to hit on the days when you don't realize it's going to hit massively yeah. I think it's one of the, it's one of them it's one of them situations where it never gets better and you'll always miss them but you start to look at it in a different way. So this was filmed like April last year. So, and it was about three months after my dad passed away and it was still so raw. And at that time, I didn't want to accept it. I was still at the hurting stage of the grief where I was like kind of not accepting it and not believing it had actually happened. I was still like, because my dad had a heart attack and it was like out of nowhere. So like one day he was absolutely fine. The next day it was He's in a hospital, he's had a cardiac arrest, he's on life support, and I was just, I had no warning, so it was like a massive shock. And then for the first few months, I was just like kind of pushing it out, out the back of my mind, thinking, I'm not going to believe it, I'm not going to believe it. But now that time's passed, and 
I've got used to it. I can actually talk about them without getting upset, and I can talk about good times in that room. Remember all of the amazing things that we've done together and my amazing childhood and funny memories and things he used to say. Whereas before I would like, I wouldn't even want to speak about it because I would get obsessed. So now I'm like, I've accepted it and I'm celebrating like all of the good times. So you will get to that point. Like anyone listening to this who's going through that, like it, that time will come and it, it it's not overnight, but when it does come, you'll, you'll know. And honestly, it's, it's made it a lot easier for me because then first, six to eight months were awful, absolutely awful. Like some days you don't want to get out of bed. Some days you'll just be out and about and you'll hear a song on the radio or you'll drive past something that reminds you of them and you'll literally break down and it'll, it'll tear you apart. And then now it's like, if I drive somewhere and I see something, I'm like, and it's like, just like a bit of a, a memory. I love everything that you've just said. Yeah. And for someone literally... Like, thank you for sharing. Um, I bottled all of that up when, uh, like, I went through not a similar thing, but overnight my mum had a back operation um, that went horribly wrong. Like, she was a very, like, fit, um, like, woman up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, the operation went wrong, and she's now in a neurological care home. Like, she'll never walk again. Yeah. And I went through this real kind of dark phase of, like, again, it's the why me. It's then there's an anger phase, and then it got to a kind of stage where I was like, well, I can't talk about how I'm feeling because my mom has it so much worse. So I bottled everything up and it, obviously it led me down an incredibly dark path. But hearing these kind of conversations and just knowing that it does get better, it is difficult, it, it, there is a strong chance it's going to rip you to shreds, Yeah, but it does get better. I mean, we and you are both sat here now in a good position with it like we can talk about we can share the memories we can laugh and it's it's a beautiful kind of it's a dark and like difficult process but it's also quite a beautiful one because it also makes you appreciate kind of what you do have and the good times and the memories and yeah it it almost it's that so when you do hear those songs that kind of really kind of pull on the heartstrings it's a good place to be in a, in a way mm-hmm. because you're like i'm you're still remembering them yeah, exactly. So, like, when, when that happened, I'm sure you were the same. It's, it gives you kind of, like, a reality check and it makes you think, wow, like, life is short. Anything can happen tomorrow. So I need to make sure that I am living the best life I can possibly have. I'm spending it around people who I love, I care about. I'm making effort to go and see family, friends, everyone. That's what it done for me. Like, I was just like... Because you, you forget about everything, like you're so caught up in your day-to-day life. You forget that things like this can happen and it does make you appreciate who you've got around you and what you've got. Like, I know everyone's so motivated by having a certain lifestyle. Now, I've been there myself where it's like, I want to make this amount of money so then I can do this and that and that. When really, there's no amount of money in the world that I would choose over having, say, my, my dad back around. So it makes you question, like, what what exactly... What's important. What you want. Yeah, what's really important to you. Like, as I say, I'd, I'd much rather have another conversation with my dad than have a Lamborghini on the drive and get 10 minutes of fun out of that every couple of days. We talk about coping mechanisms a lot on the show, and obviously you're, you know, a brilliant entrepreneur, fitness coach. I don't want to kind of put words into your mouth, but it's one of the coping mechanisms 
that you use when things do get a little bit manic is the fitness side. Yeah. It, it helped me massively. Like when I was at my darkest point and I was so unmotivated and I was so like in such a negative mindset, I kind of said to myself, look, getting out, going for walks, going to the gym, that clears my head and that makes me feel better. Being in a routine gets us going throughout the day. If I fall out of my routine, I give that up and I, I sit in my room and I scroll Instagram and I order junk food and eat loads of shit. I'm going to feel so much worse by that end of the week, not only because I'm going to whatever the initial hardship was, but then also all of these negative factors and just negative influence I'm, I'm putting myself through with the bad food. You eat bad, you feel bad. You look in the mirror, you hate the way you look. Like all of that then compounds and builds up. Whereas if you try and get back to your normal self, you're going to, you're going to, eventually one foot in front of the other, you are going to get back to being in a better place. I'm not saying just going to the gym is going to make you feel better straight away, but you're maybe just going to have 30, 40 minutes of that day where you're not thinking about it and your head's in something else. And then before you know it, that 30 minutes is an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. And yeah, you, you get there. Like- I know I'm going to, give you a shout out for this because obviously we we recorded an episode before obviously didn't go um technical wise didn't quite work out however one of the biggest bits of advice i took from that episode was just do the five minutes just do the five minutes the next day do the 10 minutes i'm well on my way now to like doing a 5k i haven't ran properly for quite some time but i was out on my walk i had i was listening to a podcast and i thought you know Mm -hmm. what i'm just going to do five minutes just going to do five minutes see how see how i get on and then the night after, I did 10 minutes. Yeah. The day the after first, that, you I know did 15. What? So it works. Exactly. Really. The first five minutes is always the hardest. The first step in anything is always the hardest. But then if you keep at it and be consistent, it's going to get easier and you're going to reap re- rewards from it. I bet you felt so good the next day when you've done the 10. You'd be like, wow, like, God, I only done. And that's the motivation. Like a lot of my clients from the first start, their issue is, They've got no motivation. They've got no structure. They've got no routine. Once you create a path for them to go down and they start being consistent and going after it, once they see results in the mirror, once they feel a bit fitter, once they get a bit stronger, that's what drives them to keep going. But if you've got no routine, it's kind of like saying you're pissing in the wind because you're literally (laughs) just like guessing what you're doing. You can't really remember what you've done the day before or a couple of days ahead and you've got nothing to compare yourself to. But if you've got structure and you're really going for something in that little that day after you're trying to push that little bit further, it all adds up. Yeah. Where did that come from, that kind of like drive and that fire? Not necessarily just from like a fitness point of view, but even like from an entrepreneurial point of view. Like, has that fire always been there or was there like a, almost like a turning point that was like, right, I'm going for this now? There was, there was a turning point. It started when I was really young. When I was at school, when I was, I would say, like, if you've seen photos of what I looked like when I was at school, especially, like, the younger ages, probably, like, 8, 9, 10, 11, I was so overweight. I had, like, horrible haircut, and I really just didn't, I don't know, I didn't feel good. And I wasn't I wasn't the guy who I am now. Like, I wasn't, um, like, I couldn't have a conversation. I was very shy. And then all of a sudden, I just, I remember I looked in the mirror and I was like, well, I'm not happy with the way I look. Like, I need to change something about this. 
I was like, I'm getting no attention from girls. And I was at that point where I was like 12, 13, 14. And I was like, I want to start doing this. And I, I want to, I don't want to be this shy guy anymore. Who's just like in, in the back of the group. And then I started the gym with my friend because his dad was really into his training and he was like a bodybuilder at the time. This is back. Oh, well, as, as I said, I was about 14. It was like when gyms were really old school <laughs> and it was like chalk and sawdust and, and it was just like dormant in there. We walked in with little bags on, like little kids. And I remember how good I felt after that first gym session. I was like, oh, that was good. But then I, I was sore for days. But then I was like, nah, I'm not going to give up. I bought Men's Fitness Magazine and I was just doing some research. I was doing everything that I could. And I actually got myself in, in really good shape fairly fast because I, that was my goal. So I did, whatever it took, I was I was getting to that point. And then I remember it was like probably my last year at school. I started getting more attention and people were, people were being nice to us. I was getting opportunities, like loads of things were coming because of it. So it was like a drug to us. It was like, this is what I want. It's what I'm doing, like what I'm putting myself through. It's, it's all... It's worth it. So then I carried on and carried on. And then this is kind of how I ended up getting on Geordie Shaw because I started working in bars um, on weekends for like extra money. And I was doing, back in the day, they used to have, um, I don't know if you remember, they used to have guys and girls walking <laughs> around. The girls would have little skirts on and they'd be selling shop. And then there'd just be like me, a random lad there with his top off, just like standing about. <laughs> I don't know why, but I remember when, at first team one, I was like, I'm going to do that job. And I, and I did. Um, and then that's how I ended up getting found for Geordie Shaw. Whilst I was just like on a weekend working with my top off, like pouring drinks down people's neck and kind of having a good time. Do you know what though? And I know like we're kind of like having a bit of a laugh with this, but what I'm taking from that, like having almost like clarity on the goals and kind of knowing what you want and putting in the hard work, gets you to these points it creates those kind of opportunities almost having that self-belief because i imagine there's points like throughout what happened obviously getting found for like geordie shaw and even what followed because it was a i mean it still is a whirlwind yeah, like okay like this is almost not necessarily what you thought was going to happen but like as a result of that hard work look at what has happened i know honestly i if you, I need to find photos of from when what I looked like and, and the person that I was before all of this. I don't think I've got them anymore because I remember ripping them all up because I was ashamed at the time. But whereas now I look back and I go, "Wow, that's like growth! Like, a, like I've really come into the man who I am now." How do you feel when you look in the mirror now? Do you know what? Like, I've been around a lot of people, and there's always a lot of talk about like. Oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. I want this surgery. I want to do that. I want to dye my hair like this. Whereas I actually am like happy with with everything. Like, yes, there is going to be times where I'm like, do you know what? I've got a holiday coming up. I best I best get a bit stricter on my diet. I'll drop a few pounds or whatever. But apart from that, like I, I'm genuinely like very comfortable in my own skin. Which if you had asked me like 15 years ago, I'd have been like, absolutely not. I look terrible. I hate the way I look. This is what I want to look like. And I would have showed you a photo or something. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, I'm I'm happy and like there's nothing that's I would be like. changed. There's nothing in that's not in my control to change. So like physical wise anyway. And like I'm I'm happy with I'm happy with that. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We've mentioned Geordie Shaw throughout, and I can't have you on the show without talking about it because I've watched literally <laughs> from day one. So I, it's weird being on this kind of conversation with you because I've literally watched you almost grow up yeah, <laughs> I know, and it's it's weird because i feel like i know you far more i mean we've spoken twice now but I know. it's like i feel like i've known you my whole kind of my whole life it's weird it, it is mad and i never really looked at it or thought of it like as like this this way until yeah. recently like where i've been going places and people have been like honestly like james i, I grew up watching you and like me and my mates we used to like put it on before a night out or like we used to go in school and talk about it the next day. Like everyone was talking about Geordie Shaw, and it was like, wow, because we never expected it to be anything. When we done the first ever Geordie Shaw, we thought we were just going to literally live in a house, have a laugh. It was going to be that couple of weeks, and that was going to be it. We we're all going to go back to our normal lives. And then, like 12, 13 years on now, <laughs> we're still having it. It's, okay. I, it's like, people, I do see comments and people like, how is this show still going? <laughs> but it's because everyone who watched it years ago when it first kicked off, they were all in that same era and that same stage where they like to go out, they like to party, they like to uh, try and like go on the pull and stuff. Whereas now everyone's kind of like growing up, setting up businesses in a, a much further stage of the life, moving in with partners, having babies, getting married. And that's all what we do now. So it's like... It's be fair, none of us can handle the hangover anymore. No. <laughs> two oh, drinks, no. two days. <laughs> You're taken to recover from that. It's crazy, right? Because all of them Geordie shows I've done, I'm going to stay all the way up until, I would say, once I hit 30. I never had a hangover. I would just used to power through and would be like, drinking on the night, would go to bed maybe three, four in the morning, they'd wake her up. They used to get us up early as well. So, like, at the time, like, 8 o'clock. So we were only getting maybe four or five hours sleep a night. And they'd be like, what do you just want to do today? And we'd be like, well, we'll have some breakfast and then we'll go to the gym. And then we'll go out again. And then now, now I'm in my 30s, if I have a drink, I'm pretty much useless for the next four days. <laughs> I'm not productive. My sleeping patterns went out the window. Um... I've eaten just kind of everything and I'm just a mess. Like, I cannot handle a hangover now. So I'm at the point now where I rarely drink. I only drink maybe three, four times a year. They're going to be the special occasions, 
when we're filming or like yeah Christmas maybe but I didn't even drink this Christmas so it's it's kind of like I've got all of that out of my system now and, and then some like you have... hit it hard yeah. <laughs> mate it, do you know what in, in my opinion it's one of the best that there is because yeah. it's never ever tried to be anything that it's not the people mm. who have been on it like I've imagined who have been like almost like well they are like family to you now um, yeah. they've never like been anything other than themselves. And I think that's why it's still going is the fact that you've watched kind of like these kids grow into these kind of adults. And it's like you yeah. said, you know, they are, we, we do feel part of it because it's kind of like, we're at that stage now where, you know, we're buying houses, we're settling down with the, you know, like starting families and stuff. And it's just like, you just feel like you're just really genuine, like honest, normal yeah. people. Yeah, I it always it. has like, been. I hope it's still going in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like... <laughs> You're there all together picking up your nursing home. It'd be great. I don't know if I'll do another 10 years. We'll see. We'll see. Has there been like a, I mean, I mean, I imagine there's been like obviously a lot of like ups, downs. Well, I mean, we've seen the ups, downs, yeah. the roller coasters and all that stuff on the show. From a personal point of view, has there been any like real kind of like lessons that you've learned either about yourself or life? I mean, yeah. that's probably a big question, but... <laughs> um, I remember when I left the show in about season season 10, I think I left, and I remember I was completely burnt out. Like, we, us lads, we were doing nightclubs every night of the week nearly. We were getting booked to do PAs and nightclubs. And then when we weren't doing them, we were doing Geordie Shaw and drinking. So just, like, that lifestyle, it started to catch up, but, like, not even like a hangover. I just we all just felt really, really like exhausted. Um, and I remember I was in a relationship at the time, and I was like trying to keep her happy. And I was like, oh well, I've, I'm doing this, but then she's complaining about this. And I I ended up leaving everything to really focus on my relationship and obviously the next stages of my life. So, but it was good because. Doing that really taught us a lot about exactly what I wanted out of life. It kind of like refreshed everything and made us value everything that I did have going on and the opportunity that I had. Because I remember at that time, all of us were saying, don't fucking do this anymore. Like, this is such hard work. But then, then I left and then I, I started doing other things. And then I was like, do you know what? It, it wasn't as hard as I thought that. <laughs> I was like, this is actually harder. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice though because it, it is like real life isn't it you can have those kind of chapters in your life when you're kind mm -hmm. of like okay this has served me up until this point and it's okay to kind of like go backwards it's okay to though go forward i think the important thing is the fact that you know you did hit burnout you recognized it but you didn't let it stand in your way no you, and then you carried not. on yeah i've always been like that i hate staying the same like that to me i'd rather try something and it not work than just to cruise on autopilot for the rest of my life. Like I have conversations with my friends and people I know all the time. I feel like because I've had this kind of extraordinary life and I've travelled a lot and I've met so many different people and obviously dated and stuff like that, that I've, I've kind of learned a lot. I feel like I could be like a, a, a life coach now. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a fitness and lifestyle coach, but like I feel like I'm... I've learned a lot and I can give a lot of solid advice. So like when I'm talking to certain people and they're like, oh, like my partner's doing my head in, I don't like this, I don't like that, I hate my job. 
I'm just like, well, why are you staying there? Like, life is short and there's so many people and there's so much opportunity in the world. You don't have to put up with a life that doesn't fulfill you or you don't feel like it's right for you. A lot of people will. They'll just go, oh, well, it's all right. Like, yeah. And they just go in autopilot and cruise mode. And then after a while over the years, that builds up and you get resentment and you start to hate each other. So you'll hate your partner, you'll hate your, your boss, you'll hate your job. I just don't ever let it get to that. If you don't feel happy in something, there is so much more you can do. I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? Sometimes it's, I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience. It's easier said than done. However, you don't realize like how much control you actually have. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that is going on in the world. It's a scary place, you know, twitching on the news. It's this, that and the other. But we can't control that. What we can control is how we respond to that, how we move forward, how we learn from it and what we can do. It was one probably one of the biggest lessons that I've talked from having conversations like this. It made yeah. me realize that I don't have to stay the same. You know, I, I kind of sat in that kind of, it almost became a comfort zone, that kind of yeah. level of misery and, and happiness and almost resentment that I was like, I can't stay like this for the rest of my life. I need to do something. So that's when mm-hmm. I started the podcast. I was having these kind of conversations. I was switching up like my coping mechanisms. I was like, right, there's a, big wide world out there that is ready kind of like to be explored in whatever really capacity is. and it literally it completely changed the course of my life i wouldn't be sat here having this conversation yeah. with you if i didn't kind I of like get yeah. sick of my own shit <laughs> <laughs> i remember you saying as well you started all of this in lockdown as well didn't you so yeah. sometimes like it'll take something like a lockdown or like something really big to happen to to make to force you to make that change and then when you do and you see how much you thrive from it and how much more life there is. You you look back and you go, wow, like I'm kind of glad that happened. I bet that's how you feel now. Honestly, I look back at that pandemic and even though I was scared shitless, I like, I wasn't allowed to see my mom for like almost like over a year. Wasn't able to give her a hug or anything. And what it did, all of a sudden I had all of this time almost to focus on myself like learn who I was because I was constantly running at a rate for uh, like my family, for my mom, like for my job that I was kind of just ignoring my, what I needed or like my body or all that kind yeah. of stuff. And then, yeah, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden I had all this time. I was like, right, what do you want to do? I still to this day do not understand why I sat down and just spoke on that first episode of like, this is how I'm feeling. Like I'm worried about my mental health, this, 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 and this. But three years later, I'm now sat in my own studio, about to open my second, with yeah. someone who I've watched on TV, like looked up to almost my yeah. whole entire life. Like, shit. Okay, this is it. This this works. Yeah. Giving yourself that kind of level of energy, that level of attention yeah. that you give, like so freely to other people. Like, just give a little bit to yourself because that's mm. when the fun shit starts. I bet you get tons of messages from people who listen to your podcast, and they'll be like that really helped me go through a certain point in life or that motivated me for the day. Like, I know myself, even when me and you have been having these conversations, like you get a buzz from it and you feel motivated and you come away and you're like, the rest of that day, you're bouncing around, you're walking like Tigger down the street, you know what I mean? You've got a spring in your step yeah. and you're ready to, to take on anything. So it's it's good to, to give back by doing this because 
you, you are helping people. Like that's why yes. I like to do these podcasts as well. Cause I know if someone listens to this and it helps them, then yeah, it's, it's good to give back, isn't it? But it's a powerful position to be in. And I think as well, like why kind of we connected like as well as we did at the first kind of recording was the fact that we just don't want other people to feel the same that we did. So if yeah. there is anything we can do, even if it's sharing our story, giving up like off some advice, sharing a coping mechanism that works for us, and that person then goes on, tries it, and it works, it's a job well done. That's it it's a dream job in my eyes. Yeah. yeah, it is. I get the same fulfillment out of coaching clients as well. When when they messages and they're like, oh my God, James, I've been really good on my diet this week. I've lost this amount. Someone in work says that they can really see the change in us and stuff. Like that brightens up my day. So then I know how good they feel because of it. So it's just like, it's contagious. And I like being around that sort of environment. I have got some final questions for you. Obviously we okay. talk about music on the show. I've seen yeah. you throw some shapes. Oh, like wow, good, no. both good and bad. Um, but we'll, none, we'll, none we'll go into good. that. <laughs> none were good. Wow. <laughs> but on obviously you're in the gym a lot, and obviously yeah. I kind of want to know is there, there is there songs or a playlist, albums that kind of give you that motivation? Like when you, if you don't want to go to the gym, like, or there is there a song that kind of really fires you up to kind of like get in there and give to all get in got? there. Do you know what? I vary my music so much, like. One day I might have like rock music on, or like I might have something which, which up until a few years ago I, I never really liked. And then it, it just depends. It depends what sort of what mood I'm in. Sometimes I have like rave music on and like really like deep house and like just uh, stuff that I even used to listen to as a kid. Yeah. Um, so it, it just varies. But I've always, when I'm in the gym, I have to have something upbeat, something with a a, a bit of a tune and. If you see me in the gym, I think people must think I'm a bit possessed or like not fully there because I'm like this. I'm like, it's like, why is this guy like? How's he got so much energy? Because I I love it and I just I get such a buzz from actually training. But it's good. It's good for your head and your body. Yeah, it, oh, it really is. Like that part of the day, that hour of the day, or whatever. It's just like headphones are in. I'm in the zone. Everything else, any stress, any worries, whatever, they're not even thought of. I'm just like, right, how can I get these biceps bigger? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just in the mirror. (laughs) It works. It's only strategically moved your arm forward then. (laughs) Um, (laughs) On the flip side of that, is there a song or an album that kind of, you know, when no one's looking, do you whack it in, brings a little tear to the eye? I do, I do like like a, a bit of a, uh, oh, like on TikTok now, I've seen a lot of like these like slow sort of like love songs, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like sad songs come on and I'm a bit like, you kind of just get with your thoughts, don't you? And you just stop mm-hmm. what you're doing and you just like, wow, like you get a bit of a shiver. So uh, there is a lot of like... Um, Songs like that that I do that I do enjoy, but I'm not in the car listening to it on the way to the gym though, and I'm not in the gym. I'm not in the gym bench pressing like <laughs> some sad song. I'm not having a, having a cry halfway through the set, but but yeah, I, as I say, I'm, I I like all music, like no, but music is something that I do love. Like I'm always singing, I'm always whistling. Like I've always been like really just like yeah. 
you said something earlier on, especially when like when you were talking about like your incredible dad, about how yeah. kind of certain songs will take you back to those moments. Yeah. And it always I tell this story quite a lot because um, it just shows how powerful musical can be. One of the last gigs I ever went to um, with my mom before everything happened, um, we went to see Adele and she's always said, like, if anything ever happens, I want a hometown glory by Adele, like at my funeral. I was in mm -hmm. Asda. Very specifically, I was by the Uncle Ben's Rice <laughs> and that song came on. And I remember just standing there. It was like in the early days of everything happened. So it was still very raw. And I was just stood there in the middle of Asda, like yeah. full on snot. Wait, like, yeah. Like, it just hits you. It hits yeah, you. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't think things like that are a coincidence, though. Like, I do think yeah. songs, like, and they make you realize things that I, I still remember, like, from when I was a kid. And um, I always remember, like, being in my dad's car and we're driving somewhere and the sort of tunes he would have on and stuff. Uh, and I remember one of the songs, it, I was actually driving my dad's car to his funeral. And wow. the song came on the radio, and I remember I was with my mom and everyone, and we all just went silent. And I was like, "What is the actual chances of that happening?" Like, and it was like a sign. So I was just maybe it was him. Yeah, saying, that gave me a like, chill. I'm, that I'm, did. I'm still here, and I remember driving, and I, I think I've actually got it on video. And it was just like it'll be something I never forget. What a moment! I know, I know, bye. Oh, yeah. No, thank crazy. you for sharing that. Like, crazy, I, I crazy. really appreciate that. Right, yeah. I've got one final question for you. Okay. One final question. I actually wrote yeah. it down because I didn't want to kind of, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to forget it. Right. But if you had the chance to talk to younger, younger self, what would you say? <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is don't get your eyebrows waxed like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be the main thing i look back that's the only thing i regret right nothing else in life how my eyebrows were in them early seasons of geordie shaw you know what what makes you you've literally you've had like breakups on the show you've like stepped with people on the show the oh, one yeah. thing you regret is your eyebrows oh absolutely everything else has been a lesson it's a lesson or a blessing like them eyebrows there's nothing that can ever make them better because they were that bad the only thing that I was possibly hoping for would be like a sponsor from McDonald's because they were literally like M's on my face. It was terrible. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Apart from that, like everything else in life, don't have any regrets from. Like everything is kind of molded into who I am. And but the one thing I can't get away with them eyebrows. I just I honestly don't know what I was thinking. You know what? I was expecting some kind of like deep meaning. Yeah. <laughs> That was perfect. That, Absolutely perfect. No, no matter how bad of a day you're having, right? Just Google James Jordy Shaw's eyebrows, season three, something like that, and and you will instantly feel better. <laughs> Show what on those days I need a little pick me up. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing now. <laughs> Just Google that. Look at me and go, "Wow, he actually paid to get that done. He actually paid someone to do his eyebrows like that." <laughs> Show what though? I love it. They're absolutely brilliant. I love the lesson or a blessing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm Googling these eyebrows now. Mate, oh. again, thank you so much for joining me for Waffle. Like, uh, the first one fired me up, like, to kind of set myself some goals, which I've now yeah. achieved. So this one is literally going to do yeah. exactly the same. So I really yeah. hope anyone who's listening to this just knows, you know, it does get better if you're having a shit time. But 
you know, hopefully there's something in here that you can kind of take away with. But James, if anyone's thinking of kind of starting their fitness journey or kind of looking for a little bit of advice, where yeah. can they find you? I'd say that the best way to do it is just go to one of my social platforms, either Instagram or TikTok. It's in the bio. I've, I've launched a couple of different options now. So I've got in my one-to-one coaching where my clients can work with us directly. They speak to us every day. And then I've also launched a community group which I've filled with like like-minded people all on a journey, all motivating each other, all helping each other. Um, and I, I love it. Like, I love this. Like, I love what I do. Like, I love helping people. And I like hearing people, like hearing people come at us with struggles and not really looking after themselves. Like, I think it is so easy to not prioritize yourself and focus 100%. on people around you. When really, if you become the best version of you, everyone around you benefits. I hope anyone listening to this feels the same, feels motivated, wants to go out and get something, or if they were having a bit of a shit day or they're going through something really painful, that just listening to this and hearing our conversation can show them that they're not alone and that anything that they want in life, they, they can achieve. There we have it. You heard it from the man himself. Yeah. So, yeah no, mate, <laughs> honestly, I massively appreciate it. And thank you for joining me for a waffle. My pleasure, mate. Hopefully oh. this one records. If not, hey, I'll see you next I swear week to God. Yeah, I was going to say, welcome to round 75. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.